Welcome to the Declutter Empress Radio Podcast, a podcast to help you create a functional space wherever you roam. I am your host, Daria, and today we will discuss how to make your home your oasis. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to another episode of Declutter Empress Radio. I am your host, Daria, and today I have a very special guest on this 50th episode of Declutter Empress Radio. I have Janice Cowley. She is a, she taught in Chicago public schools for 17 years, but during the pandemic, she was challenged at some of the ways that the students and families were facing COVID during this time. So Callie decided to start something totally different. She bought an RV and she wanted to fit it in with how students were able to learn. So I want to present to you Janice Cowley. Janice, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. And I love that introduction. Thank you so much um, for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I saw your Instagram, I was just so excited with a school set up on wheels. (laughs) Unbelievable. And I have heard of like, families going on, especially during the time of COVID, doing the whole RV thing and homeschooling their kids. But this is not so much homeschooling. This is like a classroom setting on wheels. And you being a former Chicago teacher for 17 years, you've got some experience on the education front. So tell us a little bit about what was your motivation creating this um, RV? You know what, as I've, as I've gone through this transition from public, public education and being a teacher with CPS, it takes me back. And I mean, I'm tearing up a little bit right now because those years were truly rewarding. And to know the impact I was able to make from one classroom and now having the opportunity to think innovative and be out to think outside the the box with what education looks like now outside of the pandemic and even during the pandemic um, and what that looks like for families that were basically in home teaching learning from home um, to be to now have a space like an RV like you said families tiny home movement we had the food truck movement happening and so something in my mind said hey wait why don't we take learning on wheels, similar to what the magic school bus wants, you know, as a kid, we we watched on TV. And so I've, I'm now known as the urban magic school bus. And so the RV that I, yeah. So the RV approach has basically served as a way to make learning accessible for families and for children that may have not otherwise had opportunities to have someone drop off materials. So that was what the pandemic represented um, taking resources from my classroom and while still teaching remotely with my own students, I was still currently teaching full time. And during the year of 2020 is when I, that summer I purchased the RV and with plans of rolling out by that next fall, because I was going to be transitioning. I knew that ultimately because I'm just so you'll know background, I have my certification as a principal. So I actually had planned to transition out of the classroom in 2019 and the pandemic hit. And so I just continued on teaching. Um, So I knew, wait, I'm going to be leaving anyway. I want to start my own school. 
Why not do it now? Why not be innovative? Why not transition slowly by taking things from my classroom? Again, when you talk about decluttering and being a minimalist, that was always a struggle for me. Again, 17 years of materials can accumulate so much, especially when you hold on to all those memories. And I think that's the thing. And that's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. And so it's so much to unpackage. But I think if anything, looking back those years of, I mean, from the time that I departed CPS, which is in 2021, up until now, um, I've been able to reach so many families, actually close to 800 families uh, across the city and other parts of the, the U.S., Oh my gosh! Because so you see, eight hundred families. It's like I read in Chicago Parent that it was six hundred, and you've actually grown to eight hundred. That that's exponentially increased. Oh, it's amazing how many families you can reach. And like I mentioned, just having impact in one classroom versus one school. Now being able to be mobilized education and what that movement is going to look like in the next few years um, for learners. Um, A lot of parents now are choosing the option to homeschool. And so they're looking for other ways to be able to support their home program, their homeschooling, their homeschoolers um, at home. And again, educators are also looking at uh, what that looks like for them as a teacher. Will I still be in the classroom? Will it be remotely? At the same time, some teachers are choosing to leave the profession for be, for reasons which I know, which would be classically burnout, classic burnout, yeah. and even also just being pushed to the te- teaching to the test. And so for me, I knew I was always been a creative educator. I was never one that just went by the book, and I always had to make sure learning was fun. And so for me to do something like this with my RV um, and taking my own style and my own creativity and bringing that same love from my years of classroom experience into a mobile space. It's been a phenomenal, isn't it amazing? It's been so much fun. I could hear it in your voice because when I looked at the pictures of the RV on Instagram, oh my gosh, I wanted to be engaged. I'm like, you (laughs) have it to where it's like, not cluttered, I mean, and it's open space and you've got like sections for the students to learn in each subject area, it seems. And I was just really impressed by that. Yes, thank you. And I think for me, um, having an RV, uh, when we look at um, keeping things, uh, keeping the space decluttered, um, that area right there, I mean, that was one of the areas that I, in my own personal life, I had to really watch now with a smaller space like this to know that, okay, I'm going to be traveling with all of these materials on board. So yeah. I can, every plate, every item had to have its own place. And I think that's important. Even with the children I have, I can only serve so many at so many, you know, I can sure. only serve somebody on board, but at the same time when it comes to the materials and keeping it clean, I think the pandemic kind of made us all really look at our spaces a lot differently yes. when it comes to sanitation, when it comes to clean out um, when it comes to re- giving a fresh repaint. And I think that that's the beauty of coming out of the pandemic is now h- how to take a space and make sure, um, you know, it's it can serve multiple purposes. So even I travel, so my RV is just not for 
the mobile school, but my goal has always been to travel the U.S. And so I'm able to part-time travel in my RV um, across state and be able to, you know, meet other families. And of course, to be able to see the sites and the different wonders around the U.S. Um, because I love, so cool. I, yeah, I, I love I it. I love that because you actually, and you referred earlier to your to yourself, um, to the RV as the magic school bus. And yeah. I was reading where you call yourself Miss Frizzle Scholastic. It just brought back memories. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is too cute. You know, I love that because Miss Frizzle had a Frizzle. I keep calling her Frizzle, but Miss <laughs> Frizzle had a unique approach to learning. And it's so intuitive that you call yourself, you know, you refer to yourself as the modern day Miss Frizzle. Yes. And that's cool because she taught thematically. And so that goes along with STEM. So when it comes to what I teach, it's basically looking at STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. And now with an A added to it would be STEAM for yeah. arts. Um, I love teaching thematically. So um, whether um, children were looking at, again, being in Chicago, I have my children on board um, and or I call explorers because we're called the urban explorers of Chicago. Uh-huh. We explore STEM and as it relates to each Chicago neighborhood and how it varies depending on the part of the city you're in. So we look at the different museums. We um, use the spaces around us, again, not just on board the RV, RV, but we go into public park spaces. So the different parks and recreation, the children learn through sensory, they learn through play. Uh, we visit the different museums, different college campuses, and different um looking at the architecture around the city, all of that's related to looking at math. And again, so the, so basically Chicago is our learning space. Like the city is filled with lots of learning opportunities outside oh, of the yeah. books that they read. The children actually explore their, their backyards. They explore the different parks and it's beautiful because we make all those connections right there. And then we bring it back um, to our RV space where we then use our little journals, we do writing, we Love do it. other activities. So it's really hands-on and it's really practical and it's real life for the children and the parents appreciate it. And as, as especially now um, that children um, are able to learn um, through doing, through practice. And I love that because that really focuses on essential skills for young yes. learners. And speaking of which, what age group... Um, do you focus on providing STEM education too? So right now to streamline it, it's 12 and younger. And so, because now, because when you think about the pandemic, some children may be at different levels. So I don't yeah. really necessarily, so it's like a, a, a schoolhouse, like a one schoolhouse. So children are coming in um, ahead and some may be coming in maybe a few years behind, but it's, sure. it's, it's focuses on inclusion. Um, and so that includes all learners. And so each child is, we talk about acceptance and diversity is so important. So every background doesn't matter your gender, your race, your race or ethnicity or the part of the city. Uh, it's education for all. Education for all. And that is definitely how you have with your RV made learning more efficient and accessible for students because you're going into different neighborhoods in Chicago. And I am not exactly certain how many neighborhoods, I mean, there's a lot of different neighborhoods in Chicago. I mean, about Actually, over seven, we have 78 now. I'm not mistaken because we have the newest, it was originally 77. If I'm not mistaken, if anybody hears this, 
correct me it's 78 now as of right yeah. now 78 yeah 77 78 yeah 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 for sure That's... i mean and you are exploring all of those neighborhoods you're taking the kids on a journey and you're streamlining the way that they learn Absolutely. So, for example, you pick a neighborhood like Pilsen, for example, yes. you're going to then go into that neighborhood. And the beauty of it is that we look at the food, we look at the culture, we look at the layout of the neighborhood, we look at the different parks. And so in Pilsen, we know we recently had Mexican Independence Month. Yes. And so those children will visit the Mexican the Museum Mexican of Museum. Art. Yes, we that is go, such a cool museum. Right? I love that museum. They even have the jazz. I, I remember one day going and they had the students um, there performing like their or their the orchestra and it was so nice it's so yes. nice to go there i think it, a lot of people miss out when they don't see those things you're right you're absolutely right and i feel like that's what's gonna bring a, a city that's known as being divided in some cases over the years you know chicago's been given a name of being segregated and i feel like for children across borders and you know and they're able to go beyond their own neighborhood and, and to be to you know explore the different parts of the city. And again, I do this not just um, for the children who are maybe in underserved neighborhoods where they get to go out, but I really want to connect with families who may have their child who may not normally go south or west or east. We all go around and the children really make those connections and through family programming that I provide outside of the Monday through Friday, um, it's weekend camp. And then also I do family events to bring the connection um, to where parents can come out and enjoy a nice family hike. I love or in this that. Case, we go canoeing. And so they're all having an opportunity to really learn something new. Yeah. Yes, because you're giving them exposure too. Yeah. Whereas they wouldn't have that otherwise, but you're giving them exposure, taking them around in the RV where they're not only learning inside of the RV, the tools and supplies, but they're also learning outside. Absolutely. And just recently, I know one area, again, when we talk about the cluttering, cluttering, uh, you know, like keeping things yeah. neat and or organized, I've had parents come and say, hey, you know what? Can you help? Um, with providing maybe support on how to set up a space in my home. Um, I'm trying to get homeschooling going. So for me to come in with that experience as an educator, parents really have taken to like requesting services like that, how to set up a, a, a home school, like a space. Um, and so how to even organize that, like what should I be covering when it comes to yes. curriculum? And because parents will find themselves going right to the dollar store, to any teacher store and buying so much and consuming, you know, and I think that's the biggest thing. It's like I want parents to know everything doesn't have to be on paper. Um, you could right. do a simple lesson just by going out now and collecting leaves. You've got right there you've got art you've got science you know with the pumpkin so all of that is right there in your own backyard where you could save some money and find ways to do lessons that are just going to use materials around your house already so that's an area that i really want to try to start a, a parent group like a homeschool group where yeah. we can do maybe um virtual sessions to support our families who are really needing that support on how to structure Scheduling yeah, so, and yeah, and there so you're basically providing wraparound services too. Yeah, like consultation. Yeah, yeah. All of that. As a, what do you call it? As a consultant, like educational yes. consultant. 
yeah. yet as an educational consultant because if the kids are, if the students are without laptops or anything like that, do you supply them with laptops or do they already have those on board, the RV? That's so good that you uh, mentioned that. I've written grants to receive nice. bonding and uh, materials like that. And so, for example, we are using a drone and that was provided Ooh. through a Chicago grant. How fun. And then, and then even when it comes to tablets, um, I've had donated tablets and even programs where families can get um, you know access online um, to different um, extended apps or programs that they can that. do at home. Like for, um, what do you call it? Um for children who are learning about coding, um, yes. I have a partnership with a website and they're able to get that free. And so there's different resources that I provide. And again, like you said, just to have that hands-on um, and providing the materials. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's there are a lot of different great things happening here. Yeah. Yeah, I love all of that because you're definitely streamlining um, the way that the children, the students and children are being exposed to uh, various parts of um, education. Now, I see um, where, like you said, you're serving over like seven, like close to 700 families. Yes. Is it true that it's like in 12 states? You've been to 12 states in your RV? No. It's Is so that crazy. for real? Like, how did she do that in like how less than three years? Right. <laughs> well, if, if we go back to the pandemic, I was able to reach families virtually because I did virtual programming. Yeah. And so like, for example, I would do a, a Black History Month book. Uh, it was a book challenge. And I provided an online platform where the families were able to record videos and share like book clubs virtually. So that that side of it, I was able to connect with families in California and even in parts of Canada and in Jersey and Boston, those families oh, were able wow. to come together and we did some science STEM, like a New Year's Eve STEM party where they just basically logged onto Zoom and we just did a big science lesson about how to make your fireworks and all of that. So that would be virtual part. But now actually locally, I've been able to drive up to Wisconsin, like local regional yeah. families like uh, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, Indiana, and right here in Illinois. So I have yet to take my vehicle, but I've been given invitations to um, meet up, do some meetups in Florida with oh, another wow. um, micro school. And so that's what they would call my school, a micro school. A micro like a, school. Or, AKA like a boutique style school. It's very small. Very, Ooh, very fancy. Yeah, boutique, boutique. right? Because, <laughs> because I have like kind of like that Montessori vibe. Like that, it's like a boho yes. look to it. So they would call my like a boutique school or a, or a micro school. And so I've connected with other micro schools around the U.S. And so we're planning on doing um, different uh, meetups, um, link ups. So exciting. Yeah. Oh and my even, god! Yeah, even other fellow um, mobile schools that are popping up all around the U.S. slowly but surely, like food trucks. Uh, I represent yeah. Chicago. I have a, a few other colleagues that have um, started their mobile movement as well with what learning looks like on a bus. That is definitely a, a skill set that is definitely needed and. Exposure is definitely what counts. So not only are you doing this mobile micro school on the in the RV, you also have Wiggle and Wonder Bus. I mean, you are doing all of this on wheels. You've got a bus too. Oh my gosh! 
And I'm seeing that you offer all kinds of like ice cream workshops. And... Yeah. So <gasps> that is like my baby right now. That is my current renovation. I'm renovating the RV still currently right now. I had to pause earlier this year um, because I had some, what do you call it? Um, It was an issue with the a mechanical issue. And so that's yeah. another thing. So there's some pros and cons to having a mobile school. Yes. Now, okay. When something starts acting up, then the whole thing kind of shuts down. You can't move it. And oh, so sure. for me, uh, I had to pause my renovation. Thankfully, I was able because, again, my RVs are all like vintage. So I have a 97 Georgie Boy and the current Wiggle and Wonder Bus is a 1977 RV. Wow. So, so sourcing those parts can be a little tricky so thankfully, i can believe that yeah thankfully my mechanic and i were able to source out a few parts and get that going and it's good it's a, it's a great uh it's my newest um mobile venture. business yeah my newest venture it. and so here's a little back, background about the wiggle and wonder bus that's actually a mobile play space and again i come from a primary background teaching first grade and kindergarten for so many years I know children learn through play and play is so important. We're talking about pretend play. That's where they develop their language. They develop their, they develop um, their, their um, cognitive skills. They're learning um, fine motor skills through all types of sensory play is so important for children. So to put an emphasis on that, the Wiggle and Wonder Bus is really targeted towards my early childhood learners. And so the families, especially that are, like trying to figure out, okay, what's going on? This is my firstborn. So I start as young as 16 months and up. Oh and my so, gosh. Yeah, so 16 s- months. Oh my oh, goodness. Toddlers. Is that toddlers? I oh yeah. Doing yeah. The math. Yes. So like a little year and a half old. And so I take 16 months, um, 16 month old youth up Aww. to age seven. And that's a target area where in that space I have a it's a dope space. Okay, it's a it's a mobile play space slash art studio. There's uh, I do read alouds. There's a art space. I have a little uh, a That's tree so house in there where they go in there in like a book nook. Um, what else? A um, tree um, house. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So okay. The, the thing is, okay. So now back to being a minimal, min- minimalist. Yeah. How do you do it? How do you do it all? Well, my space converts, and that's the beauty of having an RV is that you mm-hmm. have to be to have a space to be able to take things out and transform the space for another purpose. So at one for point, sure. the Wiggle and Wonder Bus is an art studio. There's and so I remove all of like the play kitchen. I have a pizzeria. I have a grocery store. Ah. Uh, but that can't stay in there all the time. You um, got a little Mariano's. And- I- <laughs> Oh my gosh, I have a little construction <laughs> space. Um, then I have a little play area where they can climb. I have a ball pit in there. Um, a ball pit. Oh my God. So it's a mobile uh-huh. play space. And so it becomes like, you know, how you have like the children's museum where the kids yeah. have like a little village where they can go into like the different shops. So inside the RV, it becomes a little shop space. Um, for when you know, like when you were in kindergarten, and the teacher would let you guys go play in the little yes. play area, and you play teacher and you play restaurant. That's basically that concept is av- is is there during the weekday, and then also there's a reading spot where I do families called Reading Rainbow because the 
Wiggle and Wonderbus is like decked out like a rainbow on the outside is painted Aww. different colors. And so the reading rainbow really brings in the, the literacy part. And so having parents come in for story and children come in for story time, maybe with their um, child care provider or whoever that is coming with the little child, their little one, they're able to enjoy a nice book or uh, read aloud along with a connection to like a craft or a, some type of make and take. Uh, and it's really, really fun. And it brings the family together. Uh, for for good read read aloud time or story time and then the space becomes a party venue so that's where as a um as an entrepreneur i wanted to make sure the space could be you know used for um as a venue as a mobile venue um and so families are able to book for different sessions or different workshops it's an extended functional space where Education is streamlined, expanding it to families of students, not only yeah. the students, but families too. It's an extended functional space where education is streamlined. Yes. The arts are just as important um, as uh, STEM or anything else. It's all combined. And that is a wonderful way of introducing kids to a wide range of subjects and activities. Um, that is so, that is such a cool concept and I'm loving that you're doing this. You know what? And I want to say this, if, if it weren't for the partnerships I've built over these past few years, that is, that's actually made it possible for me to really be able to reach so many different families. And one of my biggest partners, uh, would be, um, Chicago Children's Theater. Um, oh, they came on board and said, Hey, we that. love what you're doing. We support the programming. They had my explorers out. We did a big launch with Chicago Children's Theater. I have to give a shout out to the County Forest Preserve. They've partnered providing um, what what would be transportation, so a bus to be able to get families to different um, canoe events and um, oh, wow. fall fest. Uh, when it with, with that trans- right because I can't transfer you know you can transport families in my RV and so making transportation available that was one of the biggest things making the county forest preserves accessible to families who may not have transportation or didn't even know about the different programs that are provided the county forest preserve partnered with urban explorers for Chicago providing a grant for transportation and so now out of that later on I'm like hey wait let me just go ahead and invest in a van so now I actually own my own um, passenger van where I'm able Congratulations. to just take families thank you so that's been a blessing that just recently happened this summer and so one other partnership would be the Chicago Park District been very oh. supportive from the very beginning wow. and they provided me a space to be able to launch the my the what what I would started which is the first annual Southside Kite Festival and so we look at STEM so it's a STEM kite kite. fest and so they've been able to provide that space and opportunity for me to do something like that yearly for families and again there are a lot of different partners like the Lakeshore Learning Center Um, they've provided resources um, materials that I would need normally I would buy out of pocket as a teacher they came and said hey anything you need we we're providing it for you and even goodies for your parents so yeah I'm telling you I'm looking at this art studio on the wiggle and wonder bus and you have everything so nice and organized I mean it is like a happy place y'all this is a happy place. It's such. It, it is indeed delightful and delightfully charming. It's fun. It is fun. I think it's more fun for me. I don't want to say. I mean, because I it's like fun for me. I want to. Yeah. I want to jump in the picture. And you just know start. what? And I'm. I'm. 
I think for me, because who I am, I have to know how to just say, okay, just work with this because I can see so many different cool ideas and, and I have to just say, okay, just take it one step at a time or yes. one piece at a time. But it's been working out. And again, it's been some challenges along the way. I'm going to be honest with you. Some highs and lows. Sure. Uh, there's been a lot as of different things. As in with things, any business. As with sure. anything. But I count it all joy. And I believe that all and through it all, the tests come and you have to just be able to go in and keep going. It's a test whether or not you're going to be defeated or if you're going to get up and come back stronger. And and I'm honored. I'm honored to take it on. I'm honored to be Chicago's known as Chicago's first mobile school um, here in the city that I've grown up as a child, born and raised. I'm honored. Yeah. On that note, I am honored that you came on the show to talk about the first mobile micro school in the city of Chicago. Uh, that is just exciting. You have accomplished so much in less than three years. Now share with us, where can listeners connect with you to learn more about your wonderful work? First of all, thank you for having me. And I'm again, I love everything you're doing. This has been a blessing for me to be able to share my story and it's allowed me to process things more moving forward. And so families that are interested and anybody who's looking to support or be a part of Urban Explorers of Chicago in the Wiggle Wonderbus can find find us at urbanexplorersofchicago.com. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening to the Declutter Empress Radio Podcast. My name is Daria. If you enjoyed this episode, I would like you to do two things. One, share it with a friend, a family member, or anyone who you think would benefit from listening to this podcast. And two, feel free to leave a rating or a comment. I would love to hear from you. And until next time, take great care of yourselves and live clutter-free. Talk with you soon.